financing, operation, compensation, as in what is darn compensating with those two large fusion cannons, when one could easily outmatch the majority of bots on the battlefield. I mean, Megatron only needs one and sometimes doesn't even need to use it for most scenarios. Wait, this is beginning to sound like it can mean something else. Quickly, let's tune into the podcast before someone draws some fan art. Welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Compitron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic book discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW More Than Missy Eye Volume 10. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read it, then come listen to the podcast. Now onwards. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts about this series. But before we can dive into that, two things. We have a current art raffle that's going on. Go check it out on our Twitter to find out how you can enter. But, Computron, on with the comics. Can you tell us some fun facts and some trivia? Yeah. Uh, You know, time for the hard stuff and then the fun stuff. There's a total of six issues for this release. Issue 50 was released on February 24th, 2016. And the last issue for the entire series, number 55, was released July 27th, 2016. The writer was John Barber and James Roberts. And artists, we have pencils by Alex Milne, Hayato Sakamoto, and colors by Joanna Lafuente. In issue 51, Dying of the Light, As with the previous chapter, this issue's title and the title of the multi-parter itself is taken from the poem, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night by Dylan Thomas. Prior to issue 53, we look all the way back in issue number 14. Prowl indicated there was a dark secret in Chromedom's past that he wouldn't want Rewind to know about. This secret would never be revealed in the comic, but... At TFCon USA 2018, James Roberts explained that originally he had envisioned that Chrome Dome was complicit in Dominus Ambus's disappearance. Having helped Prowl place Dominus undercover as Agent 113, presumably through some judicious application, Nemo surgery. That would have been spicy. Uh, (laughs) We're not done here. Specifically, Chrome Dome would have also performed Nemo surgery on Rewind so that he would be unaware of Dominus's fate and the circumstances leading up to it. This would mean that the pair would have met prior to number 12's flashback and that Crumdump had to keep this from Rewind throughout their entire relationship. Roberts explained that he discarded the idea because he didn't want to make another romantic couple suffer in his stories and explicitly deemed it non-canon. That's mm. rough. Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, in issue 54, in the left on the left side background on page 14, in the big crowd of Decepticons, you can just see a dead ringer, Evangelion Unit 01. What, there's one? I didn't see it. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll see it. Well, the viewers will see it on YouTube. In issue 55, when Megatron flips the medbay table following Ravage's death, the layout of the panel is homage to Prowl's famous table flip scene from issue number one. He did the thing! <laughs> I did the thing! I did the thing! Should we add this to Prowl's counter? Or no, 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 that's, nah. that's not <laughs> Prowl. <this> mega- <laughs> couple more here. Megatron says that the DJD will die by their birth names, but Glitch isn't Tarn's birth name. In issue number 11, it made it clear that it was an alias, and in issue 36 revealed his real name was Damus. Roberts acknowledged this in earlier drafts of the script, but removed it uh, as it killed the moment. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Helix and Tessers' real name have been swapped. The former with his uh, internal smelting chamber is Crucible, while the latter, who had a multi-bladed uh, rotor grinder in his chest, is Scissor Saw. But they're interchanged uh, between the panels of the character's death. This is corrected in the trade paperback. Nice. Oh, that, make, that makes more sense now. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Whew, that was a mouthful. But, Mr. Kilobyte, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? We'll do. A mutiny in the ranks spells doom for Megatron and his closest allies. Didn't know he had allies with the Autobots, but... Uh, Rodimus and, uh, is, and his stranded comrades weigh their options as the DJD closes in. Megatron versus Tarn, a new challenger appears. That was a fun one. Uh, in the final hours before the sun sets, Rewind and Chromedome finally solve the mystery of Dominus Ambus. Throughout the sacrifice of one of their comrades, the Autobots are given the means to fight back, and Megatron takes up arms once more. And finally, Megatron versus the DJD for all the marvels. That's so good. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Fantastic. Are you two ready? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Super ready. So we open up with a goodbye video of the Lost Light. What are your thoughts on this? I would like to point out what Optimus says in this video, though, to contact the Lost Light. And Jetfire says there's no response. They're not responding. And Optimus says those are two different things. I want to put a pin on that for later. But what is your thoughts on this scene? I thought it was sad, but I do find it funny on how Whirl was like, yeah, I don't want a funeral. I think oh, he was no, like the only one. Sad. Yeah, he was kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. I, I I went like, here we go again. <laughs> here we go Let's, again. Are we going to go into two different timelines again or what? But uh, I was I was ready. I was ready for it. Always trauma. Anyway, we flip to three weeks earlier because that video showed up three weeks late. So let's find out what really happened. We have the Lost Light crew fighting what's called Rust Giants. But then there's a gianter one. Gianter one? Sure. I thought the whole scene was hilarious because <laughs> Rodimus is like, these creatures are called Rust Giants. What does that make you? Yeah, that was pretty funny. I do like Telgate's kind of reference to Captain Falcon. And he goes like, power punch instead of falcon punch. Oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does feel weird and something entirely new is Megatron saying Autobots roll out. Feels a little weird, right? It does. But I it do does. like I like the I conversation can, yeah. between Rodimus and Megatron about it. Because he's like, Do you want to yeah. do it? Do you I can let you do it? <laughs> yeah. I like that we get to see like Ultra Magnus and Thunder Clash kinda fighting behind, you know, side by side. And then Megatron's like, you two spread out. 
Like, <laughs> there's just too much. <laughs> too much firepower in one spot. Yeah. Well, that is done and said. I do like how Megatron is in charge of educating some of the Lost Lighters. And my poor boy, Riptide, he puts in a lot of work, but still doesn't pass his classes. <laughs> he was like, we'll He's talk like, about it after class. <laughs> you did great, but you didn't pass. <laughs> and I think the only one who actually passed the entire thing was, was it Hound, I believe? Like, yeah, I think... Like, Hound was just sitting there and he's like, well, Hound hit the nail on the head. And it was like, everybody else. And then he was scrutinizing uh, Nautica for not putting enough effort into it or something like that. Like, oh, man, I'm getting flashbacks from college. <laughs> <laughs> the Autobot Academy. Well, the adventure takes us back to Necro Planet. Remember the one with the... Uh... Death bot guy. Anyway, Rodimus and the usual bots are in search for a faint signal, but all is not as it seems. Kilo, do you mind describing what happens to our poor A-team? Ah, well, the A-team, uh, the Rodpod now has a, a teleportation device, uh, and they teleport to where the signal is coming from, but they teleport and everything's black around them, pitch black, they can't see anything. And they, they're like, but we're at the location, but there's nothing here. And so they decide to teleport a little bit further, and they figure out that they were inside the planet of the Necrobot. And so it's it's empty inside? Uh, so after teleporting up onto the planet, they get ambushed, uh, and they find that the Necrobot has been put offline. And uh, after... Uh, getting inside of the Necrobot's fortress and tracing the signal, uh, we get a message from Getaway. He says that he's been uh, let free by his crew, his new crew, the ones that are mutinying against Rodimus and Megatron because they've become too friendly with Megatron, the one that's killed many Autobots and many other civilians around uh, the universe. And so they're taking them out of the Lost Light and Getaway is the new captain. Yes, and that's not all. When they were fired upon, that was the DJD. And they have until sunset. Oh, that fortress scary. can't hold forever. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually surprised to see like the certain bots that committed the meteor, like Blaster, Mainframe, Riptide. Yeah. Like, is, is Riptide even smart enough to know what a mutiny is? Like what's <laughs> I mean, I think that joke pays off later, but yeah. <laughs> I was surprised to see Plaster and, and Blue Streak. Yeah, right? I also finally would like to say, now you all know why I hate Getaway. <laughs> He's a spawn of a glitch, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's not all. Apparently there are dozens of innocent life forms in cryostasis. What a dilemma. My favorite part of this is Megatron is the first to volunteer to stay behind and save them while everyone uses the one itty bitty teleportation device to escape. I kind of wanted to point out like in the beginning of the book uh, when they were fighting those uh, those those beasts or what do they call them? The giants? Rush giants? Yeah, the rush giants. Mega they had to hide the fact that they were saving organics from Megatron because he didn't want to save organics. It's like, oh, all of a sudden he wants to stay behind and save organics now. Okay. Yeah, he's building quite the character arc in this series. Yeah. Yeah. Having the DJD put a time frame on you and 
you know, having Megatron that knows what they're capable there tell you like, yeah, this is all part of their plans. Just get ready. We're all probably going to go offline. It's kind of, it's, it's a scary feeling. You could see it in the characters and the way that they've been kind of interacting with each other in these, these final moments that they have. Yeah. And given the reputation of the DJD. Yeah. yeah it's like power. I think one of the lines was uh, power plus, yeah, restraint uh, equals control or something like that. Absolutely. Well, Ravage decides to see where their base, the GJG, is set. And poor Ten gets used as bait as a distraction because he was trying to help with communicating and he wanted to help in some way. Oh, but poor Ten, though. He makes a (laughs) bigger target. But I do like the return of Ratchet and Drift just in time to save both uh, Ravage and uh, Ten. I guess you yeah. can say Ten was successful in holding the door. Yeah. Hold door? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's essentially what happened uh, here, isn't it? It's essentially, yeah. Oh, the man. door. Let's, let's take a quick ad break to recover from this scenario here. We'll see you in a few. Every single nanosecond in the universe, a pet goes up for adoption or is left without a home. Over 9,000 of pets were rescued, but for thousands of others, help came too late. Hi, I'm Scorchfire, your friendly neighborhood prime. Would you be better than an angel for a helpless roboid or equinoid? Everyday innocent pets are left out on the street and neglected. Bork, bork. Take this poor turbo dog, for example, found wandering the streets of Kaon, digging through trash of a nearby recycling center, alone and afraid. But then, a savior helped this poor guy and gave him a better home. You too can become a savior and help others like him with a simple once-a-month donation of five Shanix to your nearest rescue center. Won't you be my savior? What the? Rut row. I mean, <clears throat> bork, bork. Zephyr, why are you a turbo dog? Hey, I'm just here for the free snacks and scratches, okay? And welcome back. Computron, Kilo, what do you think of Tarn and Megatron's chat? I really, I really liked it. Uh, I like how Tarn is all kind of angry because the, the, the person he's been analyzing has just, he, he thinks it's all part of his, uh, it's a new plan that Megatron's doing, kind of infiltrate the Autobots and all that. And Megatron's like adamant that no, uh, I've just given up. I'm not joining them. I'm, I changed. I saw the error of my way. He's like, no, there's no error. And he just gets angry and ready to kill Megatron on the spot, and I'm like, yep, that's what happens with idols. You know what this reminds me of? This is like, what if Darth Vader, when he, like, turned back to the good side and threw the Emperor over, met Kylo Ren? Mm. Yeah. This is is what it feels like would, would happen. But that's not the worst of it. Overlord reappears after games of drifting. <laughs> it did feel random. random. It, it feel it random. Throwing, you gotta make it seem high stakes here. Computron, do you want to talk about Overlord for a minute? I know he's one of your favorite <laughs> delicious Decepticons from the Phase 6. So it turned out that Overlord was saved by the uh, Galactic Council and made a deal with the Organics, which is interesting, to kill Megatron. And in this case, he just shows up on the uh, Necro world and out of the blue, you know, was um, like telling Tarn, like, 
it's me who gets to kill him, not you. And so those two immediately start fighting like two lions over <laughs> prey on who gets to eat tonight. And all the while they're fighting, Megatron is hopping on a scooter and he escaped yeah. on a hot, scooter. Hot, hot. So yeah. funny. It's <laughs> just so good. Megatron on a little scooter. <laughs> I like how big he is compared to little scooter too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I want to point out during after they notice Megatron's gone, they call a truce, return back to base. Kaon says Ravage and Ten also escape and got incredibly angry and killed him on the spot, wiping his face on Overlord. Which is a huge red flag to Deathosaurus. You can kind of see the shock on his face after like like Tarn said that his he wouldn't kill his own people. And then yeah, I think Nichols too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's all also kind of in the moment because he he just came out of the fight with Megatron and he was trying to convince Megatron that yeah, this is a plan and everything like that. And it turns out that's not, so it's kind of more frustrating. It's yeah, interesting so. to see that Kaon was like super attached to his like Turbo Foxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like that's the reason why he let. Ten and Ravage escape was because they held one of his turbo boxes as hostage. Speaking of the Spark Muncher, who would like to tackle on the, the 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 secret about that turbo fox? You want me to do it? <laughs> if you want to. Okay. So throughout the the rest of the comic, uh, we see Chrome Dome is kind of like weakened in a, in a weakened state and he manages to recuperate enough to try to use some nemosurgery needles on this Turbo Fox to gain information of where the location of the DJD base is. And through uh, gaining access to the memories of the Turbo Fox, uh, he discovers that it's actually Dominus Ambus, Minimus Ambus's brother, who's Agent 113 and that was sent to infiltrated the DJD, but he's been uh, altered and kind of experimented on kind of like what we saw in the previous More Than Meets the Eye episode with the scavengers that they found the, the seller that was sending, uh, that was selling the robotic animals and they've all been altered so that they couldn't feel anything, they couldn't speak. It, the same process happened to Dominus and so they were keeping him as pets. And uh, meanwhile, Rewind was searching the records of the Necrobot and through those records, he found out that the Turbo Fox was also uh, Dominus. And so he comes in and he rescues Chrome Dome from trying to revert the process and, you know, help Dominus come back to his usual form because that meant Chrome Dome would have died. And, but Chrome Dome wanted to do it for Rewind. So Rewind ended up saying that that is not his decision to do and uh, kind of saved Chrome Dome and in the process ended up uh, putting offline Dominus. Yeah, and we get a similar full circle of events, like both Rewinds ended up getting Chrome Dome's arm removed. Which yeah. I kind of want to point out, that unless, you know, this is also the same time that Ratchet kind of uh, showed up, but like three, four pages later, you see Chrome Dome with his arm back like it didn't even happen. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was anything a quick... that happened through the magic of editing. I also <laughs> yeah. like I also like that they recreated the same uh, panel from when uh, Chrome Dome lost Rewind with Overlord when he shot the 
yes. uh, the pod, oh, and he's yeah. laying on the floor. They recreated, but this time Rewind is hugging Chrondom, and I thought it yeah. was very sweet. Brings it full circle. Yeah. Moving us along, Velocity gets a great idea to power everyone up for a fight of their lives using skids as a spark spasm, which would temporarily give everyone a boost and eventually may kill skids. Any thoughts, favorite scenes during the fight after they power up? Like I enjoy Tailgate getting a grunt to ask him what he used to do for a living. And he says the same thing. I waste disposal <laughs> punching him. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I do like Ultra Maximus. Ultra Oof. Maximus. Yeah. Him, him a big boy. Yes. That's He's a thick. beautiful armor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, need I, was, to get I actually toy. looked for I actually looked for the Ultra Maximus toy like right after I finished <laughs> oh, the Iron one. Factory one. Yeah, yeah, that was um, pretty good. I kind of want to point out something that was interesting to me. Maybe it was kind of just ignored. I think it was on during one of the fight scenes. You see kind of Cyclonus in his spaceship flying around, and mm. you see Overlord swatting him out of the sky and just like punching him into the dirt like it almost looked like he snapped cyclonus in half but it was just after that that's like the last thing you see any reference to about this fight i'm like uh okay uh i guess cyclonus died maybe maybe or he just gets really messed up right yeah like it, it almost looked like overlord just like karate chopped him out of the sky and just cut him in half zero or effort zero yeah. effort from overlord's <laughs> point yeah we also yeah. discover Megatron's full energon is a placebo the whole time. Dun dun dun. Oh, fake news. Fake news. Ravage <laughs> is ripped in half by Tarn. Wait, I feel like we've seen this before in the Bay film. <laughs> anyway, my favorite scene is when Megatron first walks onto the battlefield with his fusion cannon. Like, it's like chills. You need to. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention was is when Hot Rod got the like the flame on scene where he goes and bursts into fire. Yeah. If you look at his symbol on his chest, his symbol on his chest is also on fire. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's supposed to be a reference to his original toy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty and, cool. Uh, yeah. So back to the fusion cannon. <laughs> the, the Tarn V Megatron fight that we have all been waiting for finally gets to be paid off. Such a good fight. Yeah. yeah. Although it doesn't last long, his fusion cannon gets shot off real fast. <laughs> and then he ends up using uh, Trail Cutter's panic bottle. Bubble? Bottle. Bubble. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then this is the point where Deathsaurus decides that he does not want to be a part of this anymore. And Overlord says like, He's pathetic. I don't need it anymore. And they both leave. And then it's just the DJD and Megatron. As the rest of the Lost Light crew have fled into the fortress. I wonder where Overlord went. Even even Nickel. Yeah, even Nickel left. Nickel, yeah, Nickel left him. Uh, are we going to see Overlord again? <laughs> never know. You never know. Overlord never dies, my guy. <laughs> but He's yeah. like a cockroach. Favorite scenes of when Megatron unleashes the power of a black hole onto the DJG. Oh, the antimatter. Yeah. It, it looks cool. I was so confused on how the science works. 
Because we, we have Ravage explaining everybody of the Lost Light, like, hey, Megatron's been planning this. He he took one of the suitcases. He's been trying to get a, an anchor to a black hole and, and, and all that. And I'm like, my science is not working right now, but it looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like how uh, Whirl finds his arm. <laughs> yes. like, oh, hey, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. So cool. But in the most shocking twist is the disappeared the disappeared from the uh what was it the death bots list of disappearance of those he couldn't find walks out of the cryo freeze roller roller yeah and terminus megatron's old mentor from the mine that was that was cool seeing them because i also liked how when megatron was fighting Tarn, he said, we will both die as Decepticons, and he puts Tarn's mask on his uh, chest over the Autobot badge. Uh, but he manages to get rescued, and when he sees Terminus, he kind of hugs him. He's like, oh, my old friend! And the the mask falls again, so he's still having that conflict uh, within himself. That was pretty yeah. cool. Interesting, because like, uh, when he was seeing Ravage on Ravage's deathbed, uh, Ravage put his paw on the on the Decepticon badge and said, "Don't ever turn back or change." And so, and then right afterwards, he goes and hugs Terminus <laughs> to just badge. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Ravage was finally also coming to the terms of accepting Autobot Megatron and was trying to claw away the Decepticon badge. Yeah. Okay. So it was like that the, both sense. that and Terminus kind of brings him back to himself. Anyway, does anyone want to explain what Nightbeat and Rung discovered underground? Because while all these events were happening, those two left early to go on an adventure. Yeah, uh, so essentially Nightbeat and Rung went in to discover why the planet itself was hollow. And I also kind of want to put a pin in this for later as well, because Rung talks about how he noticed he's seen like this kind of place before when he said he was being spawned from the uh, the pools, the pious pools uh, when he was born. But it turns out that the inside of that planet is, I believe, what made, correct me if I'm wrong, it's what made Cybertron. Yes, it was yeah, uh, that's what it they forged. Said. Yeah, it was like the shell that like, popped out cyber yeah, it was like it was like a like a like a birth planet i guess you would call it yeah yeah kilo do you have any theories on that i i don't know like the continuity in here but i, I i'm thinking this could have this could have been instead of cybertron it could have been the origin of uh of unicron uh so i cause, you know i've i've seen other continuities in the cartoons especially in armada where they're both both cybertron and unicron were planets but then they were uh the cybertron was primus and the unicron was his his brother and his opposite so uh i feel like this one instead of being cybertron it could be unicron and then unicron is kind of like a like a, the twin to to the planet of cybertron is just uh he just has evil intents very interesting i thing. do want to put a major emphasis that uh they're Emphasizing that Rung is way older than we take him as. Possibly. Possibly. Yes. Possibly. So my <laughs> last note is about the last issue, which is more like a past visiting in the past kind of thing. 
We get Getaway going through a window to view past events of the Lost Light going through a window of past events. I don't know how else to explain that, but does anything <laughs> in here stand out to you? It's like a weird inception. It's like a dream within a dream. It's like a vision within a vision. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a, a call, uh, kind of like an epilogue of all the good things or all the bad things as well that have happened throughout to, uh, to this ship and how yes. it's changed throughout the the years or the time it's traveled i guess because i don't think how i don't know how long these events take i don't know if it just takes one year or multiple but yeah it's i was kind of confused within the the change within the change kind of thing but i mean like one of the things that kind of confused me a little bit was as i was reading it was um there is the scene where they're all kind of standing clumped together as they're ghosts or silhouettes is what you would call it it, it's more like a hologram. Okay. Right? Because Getaway was watching a hologram of the Lost Light, watching a hologram of past events. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that. It, it's yes. it's kind of weird. <laughs> the longer we stay here, the more confused we're going to get. <laughs> I would like to point out one thing I forgot to mention earlier. When um, the Lost Light first gets stranded on the Necroplanet, the pin that I want to notice, because when... Optimus says there's no response, they're not responsing. Those are two different things. Megatron's trying to tell Rodimus to call the Lost Light, and Rodimus is like, there's no response, they're not responding, and Megatron says the same thing Optimus says. Those are two different things. And I just thought that was very interesting. (laughs) Kind of shows you how much Megs and Optimus have in common. Yeah. Is there any other notes or anything else we want to talk about? One thing I wanted to highlight was is, uh, when Ravage died, we have a brief glimpse of Soundwave, you know, getting what almost feels like his heart torn out because he could feel that uh, Ravage yeah. had passed, which makes the scene even worse. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to talk about the same scene, but it was, mine it was like, it's a sad scene, but I feel like Ravage has come back from getting his head cut off, so he could have come back uh, i just feel like they killed him just to make it more sad when he could have probably survived yeah but this high stakes high tense moment <laughs> well chrome got his arm approaching i think we're approaching the part of the phase where dead means dead yeah 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 no does. but like we've seen so many bots suffer i feel like worse and they just come back so it's just kind of i feel like it, it uh, when you when you told me about like Ravage suffered a big death, I feel like it was I felt like it was going to be more torturous as the DJD because especially at the beginning when we see him going to go scouting by himself, I'm like, okay, he's going to get captured. It's going to be the worst thing possible for him because they're going to do all sort of things. But then he just gets ripped off, and I'm like, I feel like uh, like we've seen so many ripped offs before, and they just come back, or we've seen worse things and they just come back. It's just gonna. I feel like it, it's supposed to be strong, but for me, it wasn't too strong. I was like, okay, he's gone, but it's, it doesn't feel as It's disingenuous because it feels like they could revive it, revive him. Right, because I think yeah. last time we saw that Ravage supposedly died, RC was chopping their head off. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just it, it's just the continuity fair. of the, the 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 wounds on the transformers. Sometimes like they get cut off in half and they're like gone, and sometimes they don't. So it's just kind of weird. No, and they do explain that. Like, different bots are 
built differently. So it's possible that their brain module or spark casing was like located in their middle. Because just because they're in beast mode doesn't mean their brain is where a beast would be, if that makes sense. So maybe being ripped in half dealt more damage than having their head cut off. And I think Ratchet said earlier, Ratchet or First Aid says like, that's why certain bots can survive certain decapitations, stabbings, and other scenarios like that. And then some other bots can't survive these things because their their internal mechanical organs are in different locations, if that makes sense. Because their alt modes, they all transform differently. Yeah. So maybe that explains it. Uh, before we wrap this up, I kind of felt like we should have gotten a sadder ending for Skids' death because it just seems like it happened way too fast. Yeah, that one was more... Yeah. It's like, but, yeah, he died. It just happened. There you go. It's like, he oh. died from dra- trauma. Yeah. yeah. But who knows what... If, if Skids, you know, erased his own memory. Who knows what he saw and did Yeah, there that could he be wanted more. to forget it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Are we ready for ratings yeah i'm ready all right so for out of getaway stars how many getaway (laughs) stars would you give i'm not answering that question (laughs) you have to it's part of the uh the rating but uh i'll give it five out of five getaway stars good bot good bot i had a a blast did you hit him with the nudge gun huh huh did you hit him with the nudge gun Look, don't uh, look under the table right now, but there might be a gun pointed at you. Uh, this was one of my favorites. Uh, is the last? I think this is the last issue of More Than Meets the Eye, if I'm correct, Absolutely. right? Yep. Um, they ended it pretty darn well, and I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5 as well. You hear that first. He's giving it 5 getaway stars out of 5. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not saying the name. I will give it a 4.5. It's a strong four and a half for me because like everything's perfect except for like like we were saying a few of the deaths felt a little cheap if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I really like the confrontation with the DJD and Megatron and it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It was good. But listeners, be sure to leave a comment below of how many getaway stars you would leave this comic. (laughs) All right. So we do have some emails to read, although I'm going to keep these ones a secret because they're for a specific upcoming D&D one shot with another voice actor. So if you enjoyed the one with Starscream, be prepared for another one coming your way. But it's if exciting. you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That's S-W-E-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> almost there. Almost there. <laughs> almost there. Almost. <laughs> toys. Are there any new toys that you guys want to talk about? I recently got a Galaxy Man Shockwave Generations toy line, and I am enjoying it. Not super stoked with it being called Galaxy Man, but I really like the toy. <laughs> Uh, I myself, uh, through Swindle, managed to get a Generation Swerve uh, with Flanker. Uh, And I'm very happy. Uh, It looks like Swerve, and it matches with my tailgate. So they're perfect for each other. I got me a a couple of uh, Wreckers 
Uh, first things first, I got me a really cool looking Road Buster that came with at least like six guns. Imposing him Only was six probably, guns. Uh, posing him with all those guns actually turned out harder than I can imagine. <laughs> He's only got two hands. He's only got two hands. Uh, the last was I got a, uh, I didn't even unbox it yet, but I got a uh, War for Cybertron uh, cup. Nice, I'm nice. looking at the box, I'm not sure if it's a War for Cybertron, but. Yeah, I got me a, a cup and I'm closely and, you know, working hard. <laughs> I'm not really working hard. I'm thanking these guys for helping me get it. But it was actually a gift from these two guys. And I'm working towards my collection of records. Noise. Yeah, we got to get all those records. <laughs> Wreck and rule. Are you ready for the Transformers? The volume 10. The finale to everything of phase two. I'm oh, ready. yes. Fan. Fantastic. Kilo, do you mind while I talk about your speech? Well, yeah, my speech, my normal speech. speech? Yeah. You're right, you're right. Uh, I've been streaming on the Earth platform called Twitch.tv. Uh, you can find me there at twitch.tv slash Prime, where I stream video games uh, and just hang out uh, with all of you viewers and listeners. And we have a blast. We've been playing some Fall Guys, trying to get uh, Onyx that Mecha Godzilla skin. Uh, he really wants it. So it's been some fun times i usually stream at 8 p.m uh, on tuesdays and thursdays pacific standard time because that's when the signal from cybertron reaches earth and again if you want to stop by say hello and give me a follow you can do that at twitch.tv slash kilobyte prime fantastic computron do you mind taking us out yeah if you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing if you want to help out the show even further we have started a patreon all the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offer some other forms of gratitude, such as 3D files and an entry to our Discord channel. When Season 3 releases, you'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before they're publicly released. And as always, we hope you're staying safe out there. Thank you so, so much for listening to All or One. All or One. All are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D series Transform Rollout. The first season, Rise of the World Killers, is completely out now. Let us tune in for a preview now. Clearly, I misunderstood the the assignment and made a whole damn speech there. Sorry about that. Guys. No, no, oh, no, you're good. It was amazing. I loved it. It was like a total Starscream monologue yeah. moment. No, it was so yeah, much better than everything else. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. You're already showing us up. That's staying in. That's staying in. Yeah. Are you sure we can we can trust them? Are you talking to me? Yes, you can trust me absolutely. Great, a Titan Master without a Titan. How wonderful. Uh, uh ouch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's fantastic. Man, I come from trying to collect a bounty to a roast session. Okay. I've got some NDAs for you all to sign before we embark on this quest, if you will. Oh, you all just put your mark right here. Everybody roll to sign. No. No, no sorry. <laughs> what kind of roll is that? Is that a free action? Oh, Mantix is dead. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>
This took a surprising turn. The fight started. I don't know if this is a fight, man. This sounds like a therapy session. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Fascinating. There's also a YouTube channel with bonus content with a link provided below. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonus content, such as several 3D files and access to their Discord. Links will be provided below. And transmission.